You're going to want to go ahead and look in Joshua. Chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, we're going to be looking at verse 6 through verse 9, and it says this, Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to, your, to their fathers to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to carefully observe the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not but depart from your mouth. You are to recite it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word this day. So I look at that passage, and I think of it as a guide. It's giving you step-by-step -step directions, right? Of what it would like you to do, how Joshua is to govern the people. How many of you guys have ever seen late night television and watched infomercials? I'll admit, I kind of like them. One day I may record my own infomercial. Just because. I like the way that they make it. The way they start off. And sometimes they'll even have crazy things, like learn how to play the piano in five days, or learn how to speak another language in two weeks, or whatever crazy thing they're trying to sell you to be able to do. And it's always, to me it seems, like some kind of crazy promise. You can achieve this if you do these steps, right? Commercial looks or sounds great because it always makes something that we think is so hard look and sound so easy to achieve, right? We're like, oh, wow. And then there's always that testimonial part where people come in and they talk about how they've used the product and it worked and it delivered better than they even imagined it would deliver. They're like, I couldn't believe it in just three weeks. You know those commercials, right? And then there's always that line where those commercials or the testimonials are done and even with a hyped up spokesperson who's like jumping around and bouncing around and talking with that crazy announcer voice. 
and you get that telemarketer guy, whatever he's doing, who comes on and goes, act now, supplies are limited. And then there's always the, for just $9.99 plus shipping and handling, which they don't tell you is $15.99. <laughs> there's always a fine print or a catch with these things. And they're kind of surprised. And then we get them home and what happens? You know they ain't calling us for testimonials because we are going to say, listen, I used this thing for four years. Nothing happened. It broke. And then they wouldn't give me my money back. And then they told me there was that fine print that said, these results aren't typical. Your results may vary. You ever read that fine line on the very bottom of that with that little asterisk out by the side? They put it at the very bottom of the left-hand screen because they don't think you'll see it. These results aren't typical. So just because somebody else had the amazing results, that's one out of a thousand. It's kind of disappointing when these guides let us down like that. Well, I remember one where it's, I don't, they were trying to tell you how you can easily become a millionaire or a real estate mogul. All you had to do was take this guy's class and started and then you could be a millionaire in a two years or something like that and they had testimonials of people who started it and were amazed at how much money they started having come in their house how much money they had coming in and we're like oh my goodness I was on a fixed income and then I joined this program and now I'm making like 15 thousand dollars a month I'm like uh-uh you know that sounds too good to be true but in Joshua we can see a guide to success and we know that if we follow it through there's a hundred percent success rate because the author of this guide is none other than who? God. And the Bible tells us God's word won't return void to him. If he's saying, do this, to live a good life, then if we do this, we will end up living a good life. And if you to put it in infomercial terms, you too can have everlasting life if you follow these simple, very quick steps. And so today what we're going to do is break it down. Let's look again a little closer at Joshua. This time I'm going to be looking at the NIV version. We listened to a different version earlier, translation. It is all the same. Translations are dis different, but sometimes different translations help us get a bigger, broader picture of what God is really trying to speak to us. And so, here we go. Joshua chapter 1, starting with verse 6 in the NIV, says, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. There's that successful part, right? The guide to success. 
Do not let this book of law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So not only are we successful, but we're going to be prosperous. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so today as we look at this, as we look at this guide that God has given us, what I want us to realize is that though God was speaking these words to Joshua back then, these words are still true. It's still a relevant guide to successful living. It's still something that today works in helping people lead successful and prosperous lives. And it's something that God wants us to do, to be strong and courageous, obedient to his commands, and saturated in his word. And so, act now, don't delay. The first crucial step on God's guide to successful Christian living was what he said over and over again in Joshua, to be what? Strong and courageous, right? Now, if any of you pay attention to social media, there's been a big debate about what courage looks like in light of some things that have been happening on social media. And so people have been expounding on what courage looks like. What courage looks like to them. Well, for us, that doesn't even matter. Not today. Because what matters is what courage looks like to God. That's what this part is telling us. To be strong and courageous. He's not telling us to be brave and rescue people from a burning fire very building. That does take courage, but that's not what the scripture is calling for. And so we're going to put it into perspective to what the scripture is asking. And so to understand that, we may need to understand why Joshua needs to be strong and courageous. Now, when you read the scripture further and you get more into Joshua, you'll learn that Joshua had been given the responsibility of leading God's people into the promised land. And God was encouraging Joshua on how he should lead them. You see, Moses, the leader who had led them out of Egypt, had just died. And Joshua was chosen to be next in command. So first of all, you're probably thinking Joshua is probably a little nervous because he's got some pretty great leadership shoes to fill, right? And then Moses was Joshua's friend. So not only does he have to step up to the plate and become a leader to these people, who if you know anything about them back then, they lack to complain. Sometimes we lack to complain too, don't we? But not only is Joshua feeling a little anxious maybe about stepping into this position of leadership, but he's also in mourning. His mentor, his friend, has died. And so he's here trying to pick it up 
to carry on in this important task of leading God's people and in doing what Joshua was going to have to do. And God is saying, Joshua, here's, you're going to do this and you're going to set the example for them to follow. Because they need to know what to do. When they were left up to their own devices, they did things that would get them in trouble, right? Left up to their own devices, these are the people who wandered the wilderness for 40 years because they were disobedient. Because they thought they knew better. And God is saying, Joshua, I'm, it's time. You guys are going into the promised land. You're going to have to be really strong in leading them because you know when left up to their own devices, they make bad decisions. So you're going to be, have to be even more out there. They're going to have to be able to see your example to follow so clearly that there's no choice for them. It will be so obvious. Oh, we should do what Joshua is doing, right? And courage is going to come in. In fact, there's going to be naysayers. And the other thing, they're getting ready to enter the promised land, right? The land that they have been waiting for when they discover one thing. People are living in it already. There are no homes ready for them to move in. People are still in those homes and they're going to have to go about trying to get those people out. God had given them the task of driving those people out so that the Israelites could take possession of the land. Isn't that going to take some courage? Not only does he got to be courageous in facing these people, but courageous in keeping his people together. They would need to be strong and courageous in the times ahead so that they would not stray on the road that was before them. Because they'd been influenced to stray before. He was going to need to have strength and courage to ensure that once they were on that path they needed to be on, they kept walking that path and not get distracted. How many of us have ever thought about what lays ahead of us and felt overwhelmed? Let's be honest, ain't none of us ever sit there and go, oh wow, I don't know about that, right? We think about what may be ahead, and at times we begin to wonder if we're strong enough to do it. If we're good enough to do it. But the road that we've chosen to follow when we, cho when we choose to follow God isn't an easy one. And sometimes we're going to face difficulties. Sometimes we're going to be tempted to stray. Sometimes it's going to get hard to keep going on. And sometimes we might just be outright afraid. Afraid of the unknown. Afraid of what lays ahead. How many of you guys ever seen that movie Princess Diaries? I love that movie. In the movie Princess Diaries, there's a point in where Princess Mia was going to turn down her right to be queen of Genovia. 
because she didn't think she was good enough. She had made some stupid mistakes. She had allowed people to lead her astray because they pretended to be her friends and she got in trouble and she felt like she was a disappointment to her family. And so she thought that she wasn't cut out to be a leader. And then this is towards the climax of the movie, she's reading something and she's looking through a diary and a letter falls out from her dad. Before he passed away, he had set up a bunch of gifts for her that he would, she would always get them. And so even though her dad's already passed on, she finds this letter from him in which he gives her this advice. Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something else is more important than fear. The brave may not live forever, but the cautious do not live at all. From now on, you'll be traveling the road between who you think you are and who you can be. The key is to allow yourself to make the journey. Ephesians 6.10 tells us, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 1 Corinthians also tells us to be on guard, to stand firm in the faith, to be men of courage and to be strong. Courage isn't the absence of fear. It's determining that following God's will and walking in his ways and living a life pleasing to him is more important than anything else in our life. Even fear of the unknown. So just like Joshua needs strength and courage in leading the Israelites into the promised land, towards a promised land, right? I said our guide to Christian living's goal is what? Eternal life, right? And as we continue to move forward, we approach that. We approach our reward. Eternal life. And so let us pursue it with strength and courage. So you guys get that? We got our first step. Are we ready for step number two? Okay. Now, strength and courage is going to come in handy for step number two. Because it's going to sometimes be difficult for us to be able to do it. But we're just going to have to buck up and push on. Because the second step is to obey all of God's commands. Now, I said it earlier, the Israelites have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years because they have been what? Disobedient. They didn't listen. And honestly, how many of us have ever done something we know we shouldn't have? Let's be honest. We have all done stuff we know we shouldn't have. I was watching TV the other day, and he was taking a poll of his audience, and he goes, how many of you guys have never lied? 
And there were a couple hands up. And he goes, I know you lied because you lied right now, right? How many of us have never done something, ever done something we know we shouldn't have? Been disobedient, right? And then afterwards we go, I shouldn't have done that. Right? Let's be honest, and this is speaking truth right here. If you have ever gone even one mile over the speed limit, you were being disobedient. And that's just to the law. How many of us have kind of fudged being obedient to God when we've had to justify our actions to make ourselves feel better? In today's society, it's getting harder and harder to be a Christian and be surrounded by worldly influences. Because so many things in the Bible that are wrong and right in today's society, they've introduced this whole gray area where it's okay. Because, and we run the risk of finding ourselves adapting the it's okay because attitude. This is just because this happened. This is only for a little bit. It's not like I'm doing this. And here's where I'm going to tell you the importance of obeying all of God's commands come in. I've said this before, and I will say it again. Sin is sin. Just because we sin differently than one each other doesn't mean that my sin is worse than your sin or that my sin is better than your sin. Because God's not looking down going, well, I guess she's a better Christian because her sin's different. He's going, you're a sinner, and you're a sinner, and you're a sinner, but I forgive you all. Joshua knew firsthand about disobedience. When they were first sent out to scout the promised land, they had some issues. We teach our kids a little song. It says, 12 men went to spy on Canaan. 10 were bad and 2 were good. Those aren't really good odds. Not really good odds. They went in the promised land to see what they could see. And when the 12 came back, Ten of them lied. Two of them, only Joshua and Caleb were the only ones who told the truth. And in fact, because of disobedience as a whole, Joshua and Caleb were the only two of that original older generation who were alive when they entered the promised land. Everyone else, including Moses, because of disobedience, was not allowed into the promised land. Let us be aware of our disobedience and ask forgiveness for it. God knew that the Israelites had a hearing problem, is what we're going to call it. Because apparently they didn't hear what God was saying. And they did whatever they wanted. 
And so God is encouraging Joshua here. He's like, you're going to have to hold them accountable too. And one of these ways is by making sure you're holding yourself accountable. That you're setting this example, that you're obeying all of my commands. Now, I don't know a lot about English. It was not my best subject in school. But I know that word all kind of changes the meaning of a sentence, right? He doesn't say obey my commands. He doesn't say you can pick and choose which ones you want to follow either, does he? He says what? That three-letter word is very powerful. All. Obey all the commands. There's a story of a business manager who gets ready to go away, and he leaves his company in hands, and he goes, I'm leaving, and I want you to pay close attention to the business. You guys will be in charge of managing things while I'm gone. I'll write to you regularly. I'll leave an instruction book for you to follow. And just plan and keep this all up until I return. I was like, oh yeah, we can do that. That's easy. Yeah, no problem. Enjoy your trip. We'll see you again. So he does leave. He sends messages to them. He's left the instruction manual. Years pass, decades pass. He comes back to find that the business is in a huge state of disarray. He's sitting here and he looks around and he's like, what in the world happened? Didn't you get my letters I sent you? Didn't you follow the instruction manual I left you? And they're like, oh, yeah, we got the letters. We read them. We bound them in a book. We memorized them. Every other Saturday, we have a, a book study dedicated to reading your letters so that we could understand them more. They're really great letters, by the way. Good job writing them. But did you guys follow what I told you to do? Oh meant you wanted us to actually do what you said? We thought they were just to read. How many of us think that sometimes that's what happens when we read the Bible? There is a reason that the Bible is one of the most underread bestsellers. People buy it because it's the thing to have on your coffee table, on your nightstand. You should have one in your house. They've never cracked it open. This Bible right here was a new Bible we just got from a meeting we went to. I want you to listen. You hear that little creaking when you open it? Because the binder, the binding of the book has never been opened before, and so every time you open it, you're cracking the binding. yet we may have books at the house. I don't know about you, but when I like to read, I'm the kind, I'm sitting here going like this, I'm folding it back, holding it in one hand. I have a Bible so beat up, it's losing pages because I've broke the binding so much, they're just literally like falling out. I'm like, no, get back in there. 
I need that letter. That's the problem, though. He's saying obey all of his commands. Don't just read them. Don't just listen to them. But do it. James 1.25 But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that continues to give freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. It's going to take strength and courage to be able to obey all of God's commands. We can find them in his letters to us, in the Bible, his word. But it's not just enough to read it and study it. We got to live by it, put it into action, let it govern our steps. To be saturated in his word, which is our third and final step. To be strong and courageous, obey all of his commands and have ourselves saturated in his word. How many of you guys have ever used a sponge? You gotta know how they work, right? It will just sit there and soak up moisture and soak it up and soak it up until they can't get any more and then there's still more. And when you try to wring it out, you never seem to be able to get it all completely out, do you? The word of the Lord needs to be in our hearts like that. That way, no matter what we're faced with, there's always some in there for it. Psalms 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Know his word. Hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against God. Romans 15.4 says this, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Be strong and courageous, obeying all of God's commands to the point where we're saturated in his word. That way, when life gets a little tough and we start to feel the squeeze, what we're saturated in is going to be what comes out. Just like a sun soaks up water, when you squeeze it, water comes out. May we soak up his word so that when life squeezes us, his word, his law, is what comes out of us. Let us be firm in our faith strong and courageous, obedient to God, and completely saturated in his word. So, are you guys ready to act now and not delay? Because 
We're not talking about learning to speak a foreign language or playing the piano or even becoming rich overnight by some crazy real estate schemes. But we're talking about a reward that it goes beyond anything we could think of that's priceless. We're talking about eternal life, everlasting life. I like that act now and don't delay, but you know the Bible has its own act now and don't delay. You go to the back towards Revelation, which is the last book in the Bible. Revelation 22, which is actually, depending on how your Bible spaced out, may actually be on the last page of the Bible. Verse 12 says, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give everyone a according to what he has done. Behold, I'm coming soon. We don't know when he's returning. So let us not be found in a state of unpreparedness, of unawareness. Let us be leading by example so that others may even be prepared by who we are. That when they see life squeezing us, they can see what's in us and they can see God. We're going to have a moment in prayer. And as we pray, just take this time to be surrendered to Him. To make that commitment to be strong and courageous. Following all of his commands. And obedient to him. Saturated in his word. So that not only are we living a life that's pleasing to him.
you're there. And others may see us and see you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.